What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an outstanding start to your Friday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to be, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. Of course, my name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the 2022 winter meetings have come and gone. And without a doubt, they lived up to the hype. You saw plenty of big names who found new homes or either returned to the team that they had played for throughout their careers. Obviously, Trey Turner, Senator Bogarts, obvious, uh, Aaron Judge returning to New York. You saw teams that emerged as clear contenders in 2022 make big moves to maintain that status in 2023 and beyond. The Phillies and the Mets both. The Mets continue to spend as much as they possibly can. As you know, just yesterday they brought back Brandon Nemo on an eight-year, $162 million deal, and they strengthened their bullpen by signing David Robertson to a one-year, $10 million deal. But the Phillies and Mets have been two of the biggest spenders looking to bolster different aspects of their team so that they can maintain their ability to contend in the National League and hopefully go after a World Series title in 2023. And that, of course, brings us back to the Braves. The Braves who have a few clear needs. You know, obviously, the shortstop position, the need for a bit more outfield depth. They had a need for to bring in some sort of arm. There were a few needs that the Braves clearly could have addressed at the winter meetings, but it's it's not unprecedented that in terms of the winter meetings itself, when other teams are highly active making multiple moves, we've seen before that Alex Anthopoulos has used the winter meetings as an opportunity to more lay the groundwork for potential opportunities than actually follow through with them. Well, this year was a bit of that example. As Stephen Tolbert and Chris Willis, you know, lucky them, they were able to get the news of the move that happened as they're recording the latest edition of the podcast to be named later. I certainly encourage you to enjoy it. But when that when they were recording the podcast to be named later, the news broke that one of the moves that the Braves had been looking to finalize was getting reliever Joe Jimenez from the Detroit Tigers. And in exchange, a couple of minor leaguers went from the Braves to the Tigers, namely Justin Henry Malloy, who had emerged as one of the best hitting prospects in the Braves 
organization. And there were characteristics that stand out as to why, even if this move was a bit unexpected by the Braves as their first significant move of the offseason, there also is logic in it. Now, I say it's unexpected because of the fact that you, when you look at the Braves' needs, need to address the shortstop position. They need to address outfield depth. Perhaps they need to get another arm for the starting rotation. And with Dansby Swanson being a free agent, they also need to add a significant bat to the lineup. Now, they re-signed Dansby Swanson. You've got your shortstop position taken care of. You've got your significant bat. You can make, you know, smaller moves on the margins where we know that Alex Anthopoulos is a master of the margins when it comes to his move. If you re-sign Dansby Swanson, that's really your heavy lifting. You can go out and make other moves on the margins to bring in talents that can make your team incrementally better as time goes on. But for the Braves, they still have that shortstop position to address. They still have that big bat, you know, uh, opportunity, that, that void of another significant bat that they need to address as well. So with those important needs still out there, why would the Braves go out and, and especially use one of their best hitting talents, one of their best hitting prospects, as a way to go out and, and actually just add to a strength that they already have? Well, the reason why is because the Braves just made their bullpen stronger. And the performance of their bullpen has been one of the factors of this team that has correlated the best with this team being among the best in Major League Baseball. What I mean by that is this, is that when you look at the Braves, when you look at how this team that over the past few years, Alex Anthopoulos has meticulously put together. They truly have been among the elite in the majors since August of 2021. That's when they made their hot run to get to the playoffs in 2021. Obviously, their World Series title run to win the World Series in 2021. And then last year, when they were one of five teams to win 100 games. You've heard us talk about it many times. Though the Braves won the World Series in 2021, the 2022 team was a much more complete team throughout the entirety of the season than it was in 2021. But what are the reasons why that's the case? Why did the Braves make their World Series run in 2021 and then turn around to be one of the top five best teams in the majors during the regular season in 2022? A solid and consistent pitching staff, or starting staff, that's one reason. Consistent power that few other teams can match, that's another reason. But perhaps the biggest reason of all is a talented and deep bullpen that can miss bats late in games. Think about it. That's what made them so effective. That's what made the night shift so effective in the 2021 playoffs. That's what made our bullpen last year so effective in big moments against some of the league's best talents during the 2022 regular season. Now, they didn't get much of a chance in the 2022 playoffs, but it's the bullpen that not only was highly effective, top five last year in ERA, top five in performance, but it's the aspect that they have of being able to miss bats. The Braves were top in the National League in strikeouts per nine innings when it came to their bullpen, second in the majors only to Houston. And what team wound up winning the 2022 World Series? The Houston Astros. 
So the Braves, no. The Braves, again, go back to the formula that worked for them in the 2021 playoffs. Being able to out-homer their opponent, plus being able to miss bats with highly effective pitching in high-leverage situations late in games through their bullpen. And last year's bullpen had just lost Kenley Jansen, who had signed with the Boston Red Sox. So what do they do? They go out and they get a pitcher who was highly effective himself in 2022 in Joe Jimenez. Among relievers that pitched at least 50 innings in 2022, Joe Jimenez had the 13th best strikeout per nine ratio. When you also look at the pitchers who had threw 50 or more innings and had a 12 or better K through 9 ratio, Joe Jimenez was fourth in FIP. The reason that's important is it's not just the strikeouts that made Jimenez effective. It was the overall reduction in the walks that he allowed and the homers that he allowed as well. And for instance, the Atlanta bullpen last year had the sixth lowest homer per nine inning rate in, among Major League Baseball bullpens. So that's the whole thing that stands out. Though the immediate needs that are out there still, shortstop, outfield depth, potentially a, another arm in the starting rotation, and, and another significant bat, those are still out there to address. So with those being out there still to address, yes, it may be a bit surprising that the Braves went out and got another piece for their bullpen. But when you really look and see, what factors have played the biggest role in the Braves recently, over the past year and a half, being among the elite teams in baseball? It clearly is the performance of their bullpen. And they've just added another significant piece to it to make it even stronger going into 2022. So I applaud the move. I think that many do now as time has gone on, though it was a bit surprising to begin with, but it makes sense. It makes sense, even though there are still needs out there, the Braves clearly found an opportunity, a pitcher that they liked, that, to go get a pitcher that they felt would make their bullpen better for this year, both in the regular season and postseason, and now, once again, they arguably have the deepest pin in baseball, and arguably the one with the most strikeout potential, and that has been a aspect of this team that has correlated very well with them being among the best in the game. But of course, with this move being made, needs still remain. So what does the market, how things are happening in the market, what does it tell us as far as what directions the Braves may go to fill their needs moving forward? We'll discuss that in just a moment. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So this week has been eye-opening for multiple reasons. Not only the teams that have been active in terms of bringing in significant names, but where these names have gone, such as Ender Bogart's going to San Diego. But what also has been eye-opening is the amount of money that, te that teams have been willing to spend on these free agents, and that's why we've seen so many elite names come off the board so quickly. And with Brandon Nemo now back in, you know, in a Mets uniform, 
for the next, uh, you know, nearly decade, you now really come down to Carlos Correa as well as Dansby Swanson as being your clear, significant contributors as position players. Those really are your two remaining difference makers when it comes to Major League Baseball free agents that are position players. You've seen so many of the main names, Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Bogarts, Nemo, others, already signed, it now comes down to Carlos Correa as well as Dansby Swanson. And you've also seen the money that has been spent on two of the big four shortstop free agents already, with Xander Bogarts earning $280 million, Trey Turner earning $300 million. Now, at the end of the day, I do think that that amount of money is going to impact Carlos Correa's market more than it does Dansby Swanson. But one key factor that remains, that just because many of the free agents that were out there have already signed, one key factor that still makes Dansby Swanson's market very strong is that there are still plenty of teams with deep pockets, plenty of teams that can spend the money if they need to, that have the need for a shortstop remaining. You've got the LA Dodgers who lost Turner. You've got the LA Angels who have been connected to Dansby Swanson. We know the Cubs have been pursuing Swanson as well, but you've also got the Boston Red Sox. You've got the Minnesota Twins, and obviously you've got the Atlanta Braves. That's six teams, plus you can see a few other teams, the San Francisco Giants as well, potentially out there. One of those seven teams are likely going to land Carlos Correa, and then from there, that means that one of five teams, at least, could be pursuing Dansby Swanson. So what this means is, is that even though many of the free agents are off the board, that doesn't mean that the, the potential suitors for Swanson are dwindling and the Braves might get him to come back at a favorable deal. With what has already been spent on players and how many teams out there still need shortstops, Dansby Swanson is going to be paid a lucrative amount of money. And if the rumors are, are true, the suggestion that, you know, the Swanson's camp came to the Braves to, uh, you know, potentially offer a deal that was in the mar that was in the range of what Trevor Story and Javier Baez made last year, if the Braves balked at, at that potential asking price, I would say that it's likely that Swanson reasonably could exceed that with how the market is developing for elite position players this offseason. Now, a lot's been made about the fact that the Braves haven't paid a player before above 21 to 22 million. They were willing to do that for Freddie Freeman, though it didn't work out and he wound up in LA. They may be willing to do that for Swanson. But the main point is, is that even with many of the elite free agent names off the board. The fact is, is that Dansby Swanson's market still is going to remain strong. And so if the Braves are wanting to bring him back to Atlanta long term, they're likely going to have to pay a price I won't necessarily say they're uncomfortable with, but probably is going to be higher than many had anticipated. So with that being said, it seems as if it's becoming more and more likely that the Braves may have to pivot if one of the remaining suitors that need a shortstop, if one of them were to just make an offer to Swanson that he could not refuse, well then at that point the Braves have got to pivot to be able to get their team as strong as it was or even better last year as this offseason progresses. And of course, if Swanson signs elsewhere, then you've still got the need for a shortstop, the need for a significant bat in the lineup, plus 
outfield depth and maybe another arm in the starting rotation. Again, if the Braves were to sign Swanson, that checks at least two of your boxes. You get your significant bat back in the lineup, plus you fill your shortstop position. Well, if the Braves are not going to sign Swanson and they're likely not going to sign Carlos Correa, well then at that point, they've got to shift to where they may then go to the outfield to add that big bat. And I know that we've discussed names such as a Brian Reynolds that could make sense for Atlanta, but the thing that stands out to me is that when it comes to the Braves' pursuit of filling their needs moving forward, I think the one thing that we're going to see is a bit of a waiting pattern for them to make that significant move. I think the Braves are going to wait out seeing what happens with Swanson. I know last year they made the move for Olsen before Freddie Freeman signed, though the move for Olsen clearly put the riding on the wall that Freddie Freeman was not going to come back to Atlanta. I do feel that the Braves, and I think that this is the smart decision, I do feel that unless a deal just falls in their lap that makes sense, I do feel that the Braves are going to wait out seeing what Swanson does before they make another major move elsewhere via trade or, or another free agent signing, even though there may not be that attractive of a position player free agent out there. So again, not much has changed. Even though a lot of names have already signed, I do think when it comes to the Braves making their major move, it's still a bit of a waiting game, which is perfectly fine. With how the trade market is developing, I don't think Atlanta is it should be in a rush to make a deal for a big bat because other teams are pursuing a lot of different potential players on the trade market. I think that the market is allowing for the Braves to play the waiting game to see how Dansby Swanson's markets continue to develop. I do think that there's a realistic chance that if the Braves can offer something similar to what other teams are offering Swanson, he could wind up back up in Atlanta. But I do think it's sensible for the Braves to see it through. See what happens with the market for Dansby Swanson. I think Swanson probably is going to let Correa sign first, and then that will add to Swanson's earning potential when he's got multiple teams bidding for his services while he's the only shortstop remaining. So for Swanson, the waiting game makes sense. For the Braves, I think it makes sense as well to see through Swanson's availability. And then at that point, if Swanson is no longer available or if it's clear that he's just going to go to another squad, at that point, I think the Braves hopefully have laid the groundwork on a few other opportunities that they can go after. Remember what Alex Anthopoulos said about the winter meetings. He stated that even though moves were not made, we, we did see Jose or Joe Jimenez eventually be signed or traded for. But what he did say was, was that there were talks that had occurred. A few moves had, basically he alluded to the fact that a few there had been progress made on a few different fronts. That type of progress, in my opinion, that he's talking about are talks that he has had with other teams where in case option A, which likely still is Dansby Swanson, does not work out, then option B and C can be pursued. So even though the waiting game makes sense for Swanson, it makes sense for the Braves, I wouldn't be surprised if the Braves pivot. If we were to receive news that Swanson potentially is going to sign with another team, it wouldn't be a surprise if the Braves quickly pivoted to make another major move that the groundwork has already been laid on in case the Swanson scenario does not wind up with him back in Atlanta. 
So perhaps this weekend we get more news. Again, things are moving fast and it makes sense for the major names to go ahead and get signed before the holidays so they can obviously start start get integrated with their new teams. But also, with money still being out there, the earlier these free agents sign in the offseason, the more money that they potentially have to play with in terms of what teams can offer them. So it'll be interesting to see what eventually happens with Dansby Swanson. Personally, I still think it's a 50-50 chance he winds up in Atlanta, but that's a little bit less than I've been thinking has been for much of the offseason. I hope he's back. I think that he is a great, great addition to this team moving forward for what he's meant to them over the past few years. Because one aspect of Dansby Swanson that we know stands out, he delivers in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see if the Braves can retain his services, but if they don't, what direction could the Braves then go to get that significant bat in the lineup and also fill the need at their shortstop position. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. You can find all the great content for the Braves Battery for the Battery Power Podcast Network free on all podcast platforms. Find it at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Go Braves, and hopefully the next time we talk, there will be a significant move or two in addition to the Joe Jimenez trade that has happened for us to enjoy and anticipate how it can bring value to the Braves in 2023 and beyond. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.